listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. I think there's three or four quarterbacks, Jonas, and we can start with Baker Mayfield, that the story about these quarterbacks, and we know quarterback is king in the NFL, the story that you're hearing from the typical shows is playing wrong, or minimum, it's missing a key component in these games. Yeah, and we'll start with Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. They've got a massive matchup, maybe the game of the weekend in the NFL. It's the Browns at the Titans this Sunday, where Tennessee right now on pregame.com is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay, so Baker Mayfield. Jonas, if I asked you as a fan, what is the consensus opinion on Baker Mayfield, what would you say? Average, slightly above average. And a disappointment, he's evolved into a game manager. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I believe that is wrong. I believe that Baker Mayfield, and I'm going to back it up, in some situations is a really good quarterback, and in others is a below-average quarterback. And those situations are how fast is he forced to play. Now, fast is another way of saying is there a significant rush that's harassing him? Or does he get to drop back, set his feet, and throw the ball? Now, every quarterback does better if they can drop back, set their feet, and throw the ball. But the disparity between Baker Mayfield and other quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, better quarterbacks, is wide. And Baker, against the Ravens, looked horrible. Against the Steelers, looked horrible. These are teams that put a ton of pressure, make him play fast, makes Baker play fast. Against teams like the Tennessee Titans, who get very little pressure, one of the least pressure-creating teams, their defense against the opposing quarterback, Tennessee is as bad as they get in the NFL. Would you agree with that, Fast? I do agree, yes. And I believe Baker... In a spot like this, you could call it the first read, whatever you want to call it. You know, he throws that first read. If he can set his feet and throw, there's a reason he went number one. He went number one because he can throw the ball. What they didn't account for, it seems, is the times he has to play fast. It's a real struggle. And I think there's another reason that Baker Mayfield is underrated in this game. And that reason is, and Fez is going to love this one, Baker has played two and a half very intense, prohibitive win games. So you might think cold is what hinders a quarterback. Not really, unless it's extreme. You might think maybe snow, precipitation. No, not really, unless it's extreme. But wind, wind is the great culprit. And I would say, Fez, that the two of those games – one against the Raiders, one against Houston, it was really as extreme of conditions as I've ever seen in the NFL when it comes to win. Absolutely. So the 6-16 to loss to uh, Las Vegas, they showed Lake Erie, and it was like any boat that went out there would have capsized 45-mile-an-hour wind. It was impossible. And the game against Houston, wow, 30 to 40 mile an hour wind gusts, both those games impossible. And then, of course, the Philly game, driving rain in the second half, really difficult conditions. So when you look at his recent performance, those games have all fairly recent. It looks like, oh, Baker's not doing much, not many yards. Well, no one would have had yards in those spots. I'm not saying Baker's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. What I'm saying is that he is much better Baker than he seems. The Steelers, for example, when they harass Baker, 
Their pressure rate this season, 35% of dropbacks, they get pressure. The Tennessee Titans, about half that much, 18%. Pittsburgh's number one, Tennessee's number 31. So that, to me, quarterback number one, Baker looks better, is, will likely play better than it seems. Jonas, let's look at the Saints game next. Yeah, the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons will meet up again. This is the second time in three weeks, this time at Atlanta, where New Orleans is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm not a Taysom Hill guy, but I believe the takeaways, even from some professionals, Faz, of what the Saints did against Denver without their quarterbacks is playing wrong. So first, what was your take on how to rate the Saints offense after the Denver game? The Saints offense underperformed, really didn't accomplish anything. This was all about Denver being completely incompetent on offense. Well, incompetent sounds like it's someone's fault. It's no one's fault <laughs> when, when you don't have a quarterback. Fair, fair, fair enough. End of the first half, Saints were clinging to only a 7 nothing lead, and Taysom Hill had not played well at all, and they just basically handed the ball off second half. Okay, that is wrong. I had him say that just to say wrong. Here's the reality. And this is something now that Sean Payton has said explicitly, is he was playing to guarantee the best he could, maximize or minimize the chance of losing. And you might say, well, what's the difference between optimal play and minimizing the chance of losing? Well, when you're a clear dominant favorite in anything, let's use Jeopardy as an analogy. So you're playing Jeopardy and you're great. You're so much better than the opponent. And all you care about, let's say, is a win in that game. You're not looking to optimal points or whatever. You just got to win. It's like somehow you're going to be the champion, all-time leader in streak if you win this game. What do you do? You lower the variance. You don't, So optimal play is, oh, you get a daily double. Okay, you've got $7,000. How much do you bet? If you see, these great players are very aggressive on Jeopardy because that's the optimal way to maximize the end number. But to win a game, Fez, if that's all you care about, which is different, what do you do? A couple of hundred is all I risk. You try to lower lower the stakes. Yep. Because if you're better at something, you want there to be less luck. So what did Sean Payton do? He took the luck out of the game, which meant it was suboptimal, but he guaranteed himself a victory. So anyone, I'm not saying Taysom Hill is going to do great, but what I'm saying is the jitter, the, the jibber-jabber, because everyone wants to seem smart and say, well, it seems like the Saints scored a lot of points, but really it wasn't all that efficient. Well, let's just swerve back again, 360, but really it was impressive because the intention of the Saints was different than people thought. And boy, it didn't seem like Denver had any chance to win that game couple pick sixes they might have. All right, finally, Jonas, let's talk Texans. It's the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans, or excuse me, the Indianapolis Colts. And right now, Indianapolis is a three-point favorite on the road at Houston. Deshaun Watson may be the best-performing quarterback in the NFL in 2020. It's just starting to be talked about. But if you look at his streak of touchdowns to interceptions, it's something like 15 straight, 15-0 and 0 are the splits. He lost Hopkins. Some might think the best receiver in football, right up there for sure. 
But I would make the case case that Deshaun Watson has played as well as any quarterback, including Mahomes, including Aaron Rodgers, anybody, Russell Wilson, as good as anyone this year, but it isn't being discussed. I think the good performance, four touchdowns on Thanksgiving, has the conversation rolling. But please know, Deshaun Watson, outstanding. But here comes the complication. There's a key receiver suspended for the rest of the season from Houston. Yeah, Will Fuller, who stretches out the defense, averages 17 yards per catch, and makes everybody else better. And, of course, performing enhancing um, substance, he's gone for the year. Okay, so here's the thing. Historically, even when Houston and Watkins had, or I'm sorry, Watson had Hopkins, even then, when Fuller was out, it was a big deal. It was like, oh my gosh, did they it depress the everyone's receiving yards, his throwing yards. You would think now without Hopkins, man, you take away Fuller, what do they got? And I think you're right. I think Houston may be in trouble. But the guys from Pro Football Focus had an interesting point. They said, you know, without Hopkins this year, uh, Watson was forced to spread the ball around. He didn't have his security blanket because before it really was Hopkins. That was the security blanket. So to me, even though you're going to have less talent, no doubt about it, without Will Fuller, I think the case could be made that what Watson has done this season was not zero in on any receiver and thus spreading the ball around might be more viable. Where before, it would have been a double whammy. One, the lack of talent at receiver. But two, uh, Watson was uncomfortable throwing to unfamiliar people. Now, he seems more comfortable doing that. So, yes, there is a drop in talent without Fuller. But maybe not as devastating as we think. I think this game is going to be very telling. But I just wanted to put that thought out there. What do you think of that, Fess? Yeah, especially with uh, the number four wide receiver that got let go and the number three wide receiver. I don't know if he's going to be able to play Cobb. So because of that, um, Watson's going to have to throw to new guys here. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, RJ, now we move on to the remainder of Sunday's games in the NFL. We're going to start in the NFC North, and we're going to go with the Chicago Bears, who are a three-point favorite hosting the Detroit Lions. So remember, Fez has seven picks he has to make in our ongoing bet. And remember, seven, tough to win betting seven sides, and that's why he's struggling, and we got to bet $100 on every game automatically. Trubisky versus the Lions the last three seasons – his passer rating has been 124. 12 touchdowns, one interception. All other games during these three years, passer rating 82. 124, 82. Why 124 against the Lions? Because Patricia insisted on playing man-to-man a ton, and Trubisky struggles against zone, is better against man. The question is, with Patricia gone, what will happen to the Lions' defense? Can they really switch up with the personnel they have in 10 days? If they do, advantage Lions. If they don't, could be a great game for Trubisky. Next up, the Miami Dolphins are a 10.5-point favorite on pregame.com, hosting the Bengals. Two quick points. One, 
part of these Kansas City games is next week Miami plays Kansas City. You've got to wonder, a young team laying double digits, which is always dangerous with a really look-ahead, that's a question mark. Another thing, Tua seems less than 50% to play. We consider it an upgrade if Fitzpatrick plays. So you can make your own assessment, but the market, the batters believe Fitzpatrick is better. We've got an AFC South matchup in Houston. The Colts are a three-point favorite on the road at the Texans. Colts looked really bad last week, but they have a key defensive lineman, especially against the Titans. Buckner's his name, who was out on the COVID reserve list. He is now activated, and I believe, you know, some of you have heard the name, many of you have, but the importance of Buckner last week, his absence was night and day, and he's important in every game. So don't really be as harsh with the Colts from last week as you might be. And know this week with Buckner back, it is a key for the Colts. The Jags at the Vikings, Minnesota, a 10-point favorite. Mike Glennon is the starting quarterback. Fez, let me play devil's advocate for a second. Why don't we see the stash? Why isn't the stash playing? Well, the stash supposedly has some thumb injury that he hasn't fully recovered from. How long does it take <laughs> to recover from a thumb injury? I think he'd be ready. The question is, and it's time to start asking it, is Jacksonville trying to win? I know the players aren't not trying on the field, right? They're trying on the field. But the coaching staff, the front office, do they want to win these games? Because that second pick is mighty juicy. And right now, that's the position the Jags are in to be the second pick. I don't know if you can bet a team that isn't trying their hardest to win, and I don't know if Jacksonville is. Well, I can bet Jacksonville plus the 10 because they don't have to win. They just have to hang in there. And Mike Glennon looked like a competent quarterback against the Browns last week. So this is what's fascinating. So you had to make your picks at 245 Pacific. Yes. The line is currently 10 and a half. So you're already off a key number. Oh, man, that's got it. I, I hope that doesn't throw you off the rest of the game. Fresh off a blowout loss on the road. The Raiders find themselves on the road yet again. This time, though, an eight-point favorite at the Jets. Here's what we know. If you bet a big underdog like the Jets, it's not always that you like the Jets. It's that you question the motivation of the Raiders or the favorite. I don't think it's possible to question the Raiders' motivation here. They just got embarrassed against Atlanta last week. So last week makes them focus this week. And you know what? Last year does too because the Jets demolished them last year. So you've got double reason the Raiders are going to be laser-focused. And I believe the Jets are overrated, which sounds shocking, because they've had some covers they've been very lucky in. So I actually, one of my favorite picks, not my best bet, is the Raiders. And I'm on them again lost last year. On who? I'm on Las Vegas with you. Oh, okay. 34-3, you nailed it, RJ. You lose to a horrible team like the Jets. It's payback time. The Atlanta Falcons find themselves a two-and-a-half-point home underdog hosting the Saints. Here's the thing about the Saints. If you look at power ratings every week, And you don't see this often where you would see the plot of a team. So let's say a team starts off at plus six points. Then they go to six and a half. Then they go to six. Then five. Then seven. It's going to be an ebb and a flow like a stock chart, right? Well, I've heard two different professionals tell me the Saints are the only team they can remember 
that haven't gone down one week. From the start of the season till now, they've either stayed flat week to week or gone up week to week. Now, why is that important? It's in a COVID year when more than ever a team has to evolve as the season progresses. The Saints and Sean Payton are evolving as well as any team, and that defense has gone from underperforming with the Saints to literally maybe in the top three. I think it's Rams, Steelers, and the Saints, and maybe the Bears if they're playing hard. I really think the Saints are the right side here. A lot of wise guys, we'll call them duct tape shoe guys, are going to like Denver here. Oh, Fez, you got this? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm a duct tape shoe guy. I like Atlanta. I agree with what you're saying about the Saints, but I love what Atlanta's doing under Morris since he took over. They're outscoring their opponents by nine points per game. And how much are the Saints outscoring their opponents by? Hey, by the way, what line did you get on this? Three. Oh, lucky. <laughs> RJ, the Browns and Titans will be your best bet coming on later on in the show. So from there, we go to the Pacific Northwest. It's the Seahawks hosting the Giants. Seattle, an 11-point favorite on pregame.com. Okay, think about this with Seattle, and I'm going to make this quick. They've had a weird confluence of events where they've either played a really tough game or they played a game on national TV that wasn't so tough. So Eagles, not so tough, but national TV. Cardinals before that was a big game. Rams before that, big game. Bills before that, a big game. 49ers before that, a big game. Cardinals before that, a big game. And then before that, the Vikings on Sunday night. Then the Cowboys, Patriots. Think about this run of opponents for Seattle. Patriots, Dallas, um, Miami, which obviously is better now, but not as good, all right? Vikings, Cardinals, 49ers, Bills, Rams, Cardinals, Eagles on Monday night, and now finally the Giants. Woo! Let down spot if I've ever seen one. It's the Rams at the Cardinals right now. L.A. is a three-point favorite on pregame.com. Okay, so a lot of love for Kyler Murray generally, but so much of that has to do with his ability to run the ball. And it's a situation where... The prior two games, he's only ran the ball five times and five times. In the five games before that, he averaged 11 rushing attempts per game. So his shoulder is supposed to be hurt. And when a quarterback that runs is hurt, it not only makes him less efficient, it makes him oftentimes less willing to run the ball. And that can be deadly for a team that needs the quarterback to run. Yep, and I think Aaron Donald is salivating at this matchup. I like the Rams. All right, you like the Rams. Any reason except that I like it? You, you nailed the reason. You know, I'm not sure I actually like the Rams here. It's a jumbo spread. It's three, right? Is that what you played? I laid two and a half. No way you laid two and a half. It's two and a half. Gee, he's making up his own lines right now, Jones. <laughs> right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. RJ, it's time for your best bet, and for that, it is the game of the weekend in the NFL. A couple of eight and three teams will battle in Nashville. It's the Browns at the Titans. Tennessee on pregame.com is a five and a half point favorite. Come on, baby, $80,000. <laughs> the $80,000 special. No, I love the Browns here, and here's why. We talked about Baker Mayfield early in the show, that the win games 
and the type of defenses, the win games have depressed his stats, and the type of defense that he struggles with is the high pressure, fast thinking is required of him types of defenses, and that's not what Tennessee has, one of the worst uh, defenses at creating pressure in the NFL. But let's look at the other side. In stocks, Warren Buffett style, Warren Buffett style, you want to buy low, sell high. Well, Tennessee, Fez, I'm guessing your power rating on Tennessee is better today than it's been at any point during the season. Yes, it is. So right now, Tennessee, by a professional Fez and by almost everyone, thinks Tennessee is the best now as their perception was the entire year. Well, you know what? Chances are the perception is too high. Typically, Fez, when you reach that high point, it tends to go the other way. Sometimes it just keeps going up, but that's rare. They beat Baltimore, but that was kind of a coin flip game. And then they Tennessee beat the heck out of Indy. But I'll tell you right now, without uh, Buckner, it was a situation that they just could run the ball. And remember, Henry's had literally over 50 carries combined in the last two weeks, maybe a fatigue issue, and we're getting up, well, five and a half points now. A lot of points to be getting. I think these teams might be almost even. What do you got the power ratings between the two? So I got Cleveland only two points worse. Okay, so Close. you're saying the line should be three. Yes. But it's five and a half. That's the definition of value. You got this one, Fez? <laughs> Hit it. And RJ, we trust. Miles Garrett comes back for Cleveland. I like Cleveland also. All right. Just RJ got it. I got it. All right. <laughs> Quick, I'm going to give you a total here. Is I actually like, you know, I was going to, I'm changing between a couple games here. Let's see what I want to give them. I'm going to give, I'm going to give actually under and the Titans Browns this same game. 53 is the current total, and the rationale here is simple. If you look at the points, they do score a lot. That's why this is a high total, but they both want to run the ball. And when, a game, when the game pace has running and running and running, I think this clock's moving too fast to go over, so we're going under in the Browns game. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.